Words matter. They can change the course of your day. Just listen. You are brave. You are stronger than you think. You have value, worth, and dignity. Don't you feel better already? Welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. Join author and board-certified life coach Janelle Reardon as she opens a very important conversation about the power of our words. Hello and welcome to Speak Healing Words, the podcast. Oh, it is a beautiful, beautiful day here in Virginia. I am Janelle. I'm your host for today's conversation, and I am just so thankful that you found your way here. I know I say it all the time, but I really truly am honored and privileged to walk through life with you. I know there are so many podcasts available to you, and somehow, some way, you found your way here. And I value that. I value you. And I love nothing more than to have conversations about our threefold cord of emotional and relational health, which I believe ultimately leads us to rich spiritual authenticity. A life that is lived from such a true core, from our God-breathed identity. We have been talking about three very important, um, you could say, existential questions. Why do I, why do I think the way I think? That was two episodes ago. Why do I hear or feel the way that I feel and hear. And today, we're going to enter into a conversation about the last question. Why do I act, A-C-T, why do I act the way that I act? And of course, our actions always speak louder than words. That's a proverbial saying that is oh so true. And our actions are a reaction most of the time, but we want them to be a response to all the many things that come at us in life. And so why do we act the way we act? (laughs) Well, honestly, we could talk about this forever, but I'm just going to dive into one aspect. And it is an aspect that I feel I am diving into with such passion. And that is how our memories affect, A-F-F-E-C-T, how our memories affect our behavior, which ultimately is how we act, our behavior patterns. And we've talked long and hard from my book, Overcoming Hurtful Words, Practice 3, Choose Healthy Over Unhealthy, about how we all were supposed to develop healthy, healthy, healthy behavior patterns in our childhood season. But not all of us had that grand, beautiful gift given to us. Some of us have had to experience a great deal of emotional relearning, and myself at the top of the list. And I suppose that's what makes me so passionate because I wasn't given that gift as a child, and neither was my husband, but We, my husband and I, were so, so committed to somehow learning and growing and having a growth mindset and being 
malleable and being humble enough to learn and grow in front of our children and continue to do so today so that we are always learning and always growing and always coming into the truest, truest sense of what a healthy family looks like. It is not easy. Never do I promise you easy, ever, ever. But I promise you empowering. You will be empowered, equipped, enabled, and given really good, good instruction and good direction and good conversations about how to change and transform. That is what we in the Speak Healing Words community is, we're all about that. Committed 100%. So when we think about why do I act the way I act? Well, most of us did not learn, as I said, these healthy communication skills and behavioral patterns. We never learned how to emotionally regulate really big words for basically learning self-control and learning how, learning, having an emotional intelligence. And I talk about that in our previous episodes on thoughts and feelings. And our emotional intelligence is being able to adequately and effectively understand and respond to all of these emotions that we have inside of us. This past week, I... Oh, and I just have had the oh incredible experience of working with two children and moving them through that beautiful new aroma freedom technique that I have recently gotten certified as a practitioner in. And the seven-year-old was just oh the most brilliant, remarkable, highly intuitive, empathic child, and. We just sat on my floor in my office and we just had emotional emotions 101. <laughs> we started an emotions 101 course and we talked about what are emotions. Emotions are energy in motion, emotion. And I walked her through the beautiful aroma freedom technique. And at the end, she was so much lighter and brighter and happier because she had gained a sense of how to manage these really big emotions that were inside of her tiny little body. And then the nine-year-old little girl, equally as remarkable, felt so honored to be sitting on my floor with her as well. And by the end of our time together, moving through the steps of Aroma Freedom Technique, wow. Her affirmation at the end blew me away. And it just evolved through this beautiful process. Nothing moves me, she said. Nothing moves me. And there was a lot of big, big emotions inside that tiny, tiny body. So we, we really need to gain an emotional intelligence, particularly personally. But then if we're parents, as parents... And as teachers and as leaders and as leaders in the faith, in church, in the church communities. And, well, you know, that's my mission. So we want to learn how to properly handle these emotions. And I believe wholeheartedly from the work and the study that I've been doing with memory reconsolidation through the aroma freedom technique, that memory plays a huge part in being able 
to move through life as the little seven-year-old drew pictorially for me a straight line, right? Homeostasis is what we would call it, or stability. Not from an undulating line, you know, like a roller coaster. And she came up with that herself. It was just so brilliant. And she got in her little seven-year-old mind that I know now a little bit more on when my big emotions are going up and down, up and down like waves or a roller coaster, that I need to pause, I need to step away, I need to take some breaths, and I need to move through these beautiful steps of Aroma Freedom technique. She received a tool that I was able to put in her hand. So beautiful. Want to know more? Please. I finally got it up on my website, janellereardon.com slash Aroma Freedom Technique. I'm so excited. But today I wanted to read from Consolations, a beautiful, beautiful essay, book of essays by David White, one of, mm, just he's just the most wise, beautiful poet. And in Consolations, he writes the solace, solace, nourishment, and underlining meaning of everyday words. So he takes everyday words and he, excuse me, works his magic with his poetic skills of being a wordsmith. So I want to read memory. Just relax. Don't close your eyes if you're driving. But just hear how he describes memory. Memory is not just a then, recalled in a now. The past is never just the past. Memory is a pulse passing through all created life, a wave form. A then continually becoming other thens, all the while creating a continual but almost untouchable now. But the guru's urge to live only in the now misunderstands the multi-layered inheritance of existence, where all epics live and breathe in parallels. Whether it be the epochal moment initiated by the appearance of the first hydrogen atoms in the universe, or a first glimpse of adulthood perceived in adolescence, memory passes through an individual human life like a building musical waveform constantly maturing, increasingly virtuosic, often volatile, sometimes overpowering. Yes, I add, memory is sometimes overpowering. Every human life holds the power of this immense inherited pulse. That's what he, how he crafts what memory is. It's this inherited pulse We hold it and then it supercharges according to the way we inhabit our identities in the untouchable now. Memory is an invitation to the source of our life, to a fuller participation in the now, to a future about to happen, but ultimately to a frontier identity that holds them all at once. Memory makes the now fully inhabitable. Oh, I have to read that again. Here we need to lean in right here. Memory makes the now fully inhabitable. Memory makes 
the now, fully inhabitable. In the work with I do with clients, and even today, um, I taught a beautiful lesson this morning with amazing women, and I walked them through a bit too quickly the first few steps of aroma freedom technique, and several were just waited afterwards, and I was able to sit with them and really help them resolve these memories that have been lingering with a negative charge, a little t, medium t, big t trauma charge to them. And and when we have memories that are still charged with negative emotions and difficulty and trauma, they just sit right in our amygdala, that fear, that freeze, fight, flight, or freeze part of our memory. And so when we're triggered, and we talked more about this last week, when we're triggered by something, that memory just sets off an alarm. So the big part of aroma freedom technique and memory reconsolidation is actually consolidating the memory and taking that charge and putting it making sense of it and putting it at to peace to a peaceful place so it can hop on over into the hippocampus and rest and go oh that's just part of my history now but there's no nothing triggers it nothing causes it to go into fight flight or freeze and as i said last week in my next book in 2021 when it comes out i introduce a an opportunity to actually live from a place of flow so fight flight freeze and flow now we've been given that survival mechanism for a reason but i don't think we're intended to live every day to inhabit our life in negatively charged memories and i i there's such a beautiful way to remove that and to clear that. And I want to help you with that. So contact me. Can't, I mean, it's pretty difficult to do through a podcast, but I'm just introducing it to you here. And you can contact me through JanelleRiordan.com. So once we actually get into that neural pathway, right? Where that negative memory is still charged once we get in there through this beautiful process and we clear it it's like our brain our mind just takes the biggest deep breath if i could create a cartoon i would it just goes oh yes thank you it's like diving into a refreshing pool when it's 95 degrees outside and you're just immersed in relief relief and joy and coolness and peace. Doesn't that sound so lovely? Now, if it's winter where you are, I know it doesn't sound lovely, but. So when we release and clear these negative memories, we actually then activate our capability to move through life with healthier behavior patterns. So let's say you are triggered. Mm, Let me just grab one. Something triggers you and you just become so angry. 
Well, once we go in and identify why that trigger is triggering and, and causing such a negative reaction, a negative response, right? Then we can clear that and it just gets put in the hippocampus and it just says, oh, and you have cleared it. And now you are more able to move in that realm of responding and having a healthy response to anger. I'm not simplifying the process, but the aroma freedom technique is gentle, effective, and highly efficient in helping clear these high-powered emotions and memories and setting you free. And when we move through life from a place of deep freedom, emotional freedom, and we move through life from our truest God-breathed self, then we are actually able to act in a much more beautiful, meaningful, kind, regulated, positive, helpful, (laughs) meaningful way. I want to read from another beautiful book by a wise man named Parker J. Palmer. Let your life speak, listening for the voice of of vocation. He writes beautifully about self-care. Now, why am I going here? We're supposed to be talking about why I act the way I act. Well, I honestly believe my personal study and research and assessments have led me to the fact that many times we act the way we act because we are so freaking frazzled. We're fatigued. We're emotionally drained. We're spent. We're spinning 25 plates and all of them are in different directions. And we have lost our sense of cohesion and coherence. We have way too much going on all the time. And we have forgotten how to create margin. And we're just so exhausted. We cannot move through life from that true sense of beautiful self when we're exhausted and when we're drained. And so I just shared with a client today who sent me an exhausting list of her exhausting activities over these next few days. And I'm like, I don't know what you have to do, but you must, M-U-S-T, pull over on the side of the road or do something and pull that oxygen mask down and put it on for at least five minutes. I would love you to do it for at least 10, 15 minutes, but at least for five minutes, do something where you can catch your breath. Self-care. I talk a lot about it because in my life, it was always coined, turned, said to me in a negative way that it was selfish to have self-care. Well, self-care is anything from selfish. And so here is what Parker Palmer writes. He said, I have become clear about at least one thing. Self-care is never a selfish act. It is simply good stewardship of the only gift I have. 
Hear me, please hear, hear this. It is good stewardship of the only gift I have, the gift I was put on earth to offer to others. Anytime we can listen to true self and give it the care it requires, we do so not only for ourselves, but for the many others whose lives we touch. Lean in here, listen, please. There are at least two ways to understand the link between selfhood and service. One is offered by the poet Rumi in his piercing observation. If you are here unfaithfully with us, you're causing terrible damage. If we are unfaithful to true self, we will extract a price from others. We will make promises we cannot keep. We will build houses from flimsy stuff. We will conjure dreams that devolve into nightmares. And other people will suffer if we are unfaithful to true self. But a more inspiring way of understanding the link between selfhood and service is to study the lives of people who have been here faithfully with us. Mm, Love it. We need to live from a place of beautiful fullness. For example, if I'd gone to to teach and to lead this group this morning, if I had not taken the time to breathe in fullness, something that makes me feel fuller, if I had stood up in front of this group today and I was tired, but I was not fatigued, I took my time this morning to reset my life, to breathe in some beautiful essential oils that are known to rejuvenate and invigorate my mind and my brain and my soul. I created an intention. I teach efficiently and effectively with great love and care. So I was able to serve because my selfhood, I had attended faithfully to my selfhood. And as a result, I was able to bring beauty into the lives of these women today. I didn't do them harm. I didn't, I didn't harm them. I brought them great blessing. So if you don't hear anything today, let me just recap because you know I love to recap. If you're a client, you know. We got it. We got to recap. We think the way we think. We feel the way we feel. And we act the way we act. Primarily because of how, how the soil in our childhood was. Was it fertile? Was it infertile? Was it dysfunctional? Was it healthy? Was it all of the above? And from there we move on and we make decisions and we choose to either live our life from a fixed mindset. Nothing will change. In fact, it'll just get worse. I am who I am. I'm sorry. You just have to deal with it. This beautiful little seven-year-old girl was sharing about a bully in her class. And the other little seven-year-old little girl was just like, just deal with it. I I am who I am. You can't change. And I was like, oh my goodness, where has she heard that? She's seven. 
oh, yeah, we can change. But we have to have a growth mindset. And the author of, of all of creation, God himself, he empowers us. He enables us. That is my worldview. I know that I know that when I open my hands and I open my heart and I open my eyes and my ears and I say, oh, please help me change God. I want to become more like you. I want to become a better person. I want to move through life from my truest self so that I can bring the world the gifts that you have given me to give. Self-care is a beautiful gift that you give yourself. And when you are whole, when you are whole, you are free then to act and to respond and to have healthy behavior patterns that actually make your world and everyone's world around you in your sphere of influence so much better. Thanks for being with me for this wonderful conversation about why we think the way we think, why we feel the way we feel, and why we act the way we act. We've done our best to just scratch the surface of answering those questions, but we are walking away knowing that I need to, you need to, we need to be sure to put the oxygen mask on first so that we can be our truest God-breathed selves and be a beautiful light in our spheres of influence. It's been so good. Stay tuned for our next beautiful summer series. It's going to be so good. Have a blessed day. Thanks for listening today. It was great having you here. For even more great content and conversation, please join the Speak Healing Words community at JanelleReardon.com.